Hey ladies, I think we can talk about anything by now. Have you been struggling to lose weight, especially around your belly? You just feels like the weight just, just settles there. It just moves in and won't move out. You have brought this up to your doctor, telling them that you are doing all the right things. You're exercising, you're eating less and nothing. And your doctor just pats you on the hand and goes, oh, honey, it's just menopause. Seriously, ladies, it is not your fault and it ain't fair. You know, there's so many myths and misconceptions around belly fat, and it's really hard to know what actually works, but do not worry. Help is on the way. In this masterclass that I have coming up later this fall called Cracking the Belly Fat Code, I will teach you everything you need to know about what the heck belly fat is and finally how to get rid of that stubborn belly fat so that you'll be feeling better in no time. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, do me a favor, make sure you grab a spot on the wait list so that when all the juicy details come out, you are the first person to know. You will find that in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers, you are going to enjoy today's episode. I had an opportunity to speak with one of my really good friends, Andy Martin. We have been friends. We've, I think we figured out we've probably been friends for easily 15, maybe knocking on the door of 20 years. And she's someone I met backstage at a fitness competition. And, you know, our friendship just blossomed from there. She has been my boss. She has been my friend. She has been a client. We've done the whole cycle of life together. And I really wanted to bring her on the show was because she is a, a mom of a busy athlete. And how does she factor in all of her workouts, her food? You know, how does that all revolve around, you know, her kid, you know, getting him from here to there to everywhere with her sports? He travels a lot as well. So how does she factor that into her workouts? Because I know for many of you, you know, all it takes is one little like misstep in your routine or your schedule and you're just like all blown to hell. And I think that she will definitely give you some great tips on there. We talked about, you know, how does she focus around her non-negotiables? What makes her, you know, say, these are the few things I have to do every single day that makes me feel like I'm honoring myself and honoring my health. You know, we talked about being an advocate for your health. We had such a great conversation and just have a listen and do me a favor, make sure you tag myself and Andy and let us know what was it about our conversation that you found the most interesting. All right, ladies, enjoy the show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by M.L. Martell. She writes, five stars, Kim is more than just knowledgeable in just health and fitness. She is supportive, reassuring, and on the level. She gives it to you straight, just the way most people need it. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate that review. And you too can review Fit Girl Magic Podcast. Just go to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to this show and just leave me a five-star review. Um, I love them. I take them to heart. I just want to make sure that I'm bringing you the best stuff. So thank you so much for all of you who have left me a review so far. I can't wait to highlight you. Oh, magic makers. I'm so excited today because I get the opportunity to, I love when I get to bring my friends on. And because one, you get to hear, like I have friends. Two, you get to hear the, just the <laughs> conversations that we've had over the years. I, you know, I've known Andy, God, I mean, I feel like it's probably, I know it's definitely been 10 years, but I feel like it's maybe more like 20. Like 15 or so. Yeah. yeah. Easily 15. Yeah. And you know, we've, first met backstage at a fitness competition. And, you know, it's just kind of like, I always find it interesting that 
there's hundreds of girls at these shows and the people who you just kind of like find, like you just like gravitate towards and like you kind of say a couple things, one show, and then six months later, you see them again in another show. And then now maybe your stuff's right next to them. And then you start having these like random conversations. And then the next thing you know, 15 years go by and right. <laughs> you're still friends and you're like, 20 yeah. trips to Vegas later. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I am like, I, you know, I always last year, the last two years because of COVID, I was like, God, I'm like, something feels off. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I didn't go to Vegas this year. I mean, I, it was the first we time. We definitely need a Vegas trip. <laughs> yeah. It's the first time I think since like, I don't know, 2000 and like seven, six or seven that I haven't yeah. gone to Vegas. And I'm I like, know. <laughs> I was like, something's missing. I'm like, I haven't gone to Vegas. And I'm like, that's what's missing. Like the week before Thanksgiving, like who doesn't travel the week before Thanksgiving? Exactly. Right. Gamble a little. Oh my God. Yeah. So in a ballroom for 20 hours. (laughs) So we're from the East coast. So we go to Vegas and we like literally wake up at like 4am. I'm like, so what do we do? So we're like, well, we're gonna go do a spin class by the pool. <laughs> right. Or sometimes it's like, if, if it's not a 24 hour gym, we're like, well, we can't go to the gym. And so Andy's like, I got a couple of gambling games. Let's go. And so Let's we're like, <laughs> we either look like East coasters or we look like we have problems. <laughs> or both. <laughs> yeah. Gambling at 4 a.m. Like that's when you're yes. like, you're pulling for like, I think I can get my mortgage back. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for the lucky one. I think Mel and Jen had yeah, more luck than I did. They had really good <laughs> luck. So I brought Andy on not to talk about our gambling prowess, but <laughs> to talk about how like over the years, our workout styles, our food styles, just overall life has just evolved and changed and how we've had to evolve and adapt our workouts to one I don't want to fucking do it anymore. To two, hold on, sorry, nope. I got you. Um, I don't want to fucking do it anymore. To like, you know what? My life isn't that anymore. Like, it's just evolved and changed. And I wanted to bring Andy on because it's like I feel like, and you know, she has clients who are just like this. Like, who's a, who evolved has a, have evolved with us through our journeys, and some of them are still kind of like clinging on to that, like what worked in like 2012. And, you know, it's just not going to work anymore now. Our bodies have just changed. And before I even ask Anna a question, I should tell you, like, she's a smart, smart little whippy. Um, She's beautiful, (laughs) but she's also smart. She's got a master's degree in exercise science. So it's like, it's the stuff that, like, I think we knew the logical answer to, but our emotions were like, shut up, brain. We're doing it anyway. Yeah. And we had more time to think about it then, too. I mean you know, I started competing when I was 26 and I had no kids. Um, I was a teacher at the time and I I was a health and PE teacher, which I should preface it by that. Like I didn't have all the things to grade that everybody else does, even though I still do my lessons. So I had a lot of time. So it was nothing for me to make all my meals, put them in a cooler and take them with me for the day. And it was nothing for me to leave school and spend two hours at the gym. I didn't necessarily work out all that time. I was chatting and whatever, but I just had so much more time then. Right. When, you know, when you actually have to really adult, nobody has that time anymore. (laughs) Exactly. Or, you know, I think also like, do I want to make that time? Like if I like looked at my schedule, I probably could create that time. So I think about when I was like, you know, had a corporate job and trying to get in these two hours, you've found these little pockets but now yeah. I'm like do I want to find those pockets anymore yeah no I that's I agree I don't know that I even have the desire to do that anymore um you and I were talking how you know an hour in the gym is a long time these days yeah you know and it's like if you would have said to me 10 years ago that that's where I would have evolved my workouts to be I would have been like oh you don't even know like it yeah. just it was a, such a foreign concept to me and I feel like it it evolved over time because I think I just got kept, kept getting sick of my own on my own shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we got smarter. I mean, yeah, we, we were smart then, but we got way smarter. Um, we worked smarter, not harder. And yeah. I mean, I wish I know kn- knew back then everything I know now. I thought I knew it all, but <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I guess it's the the blessing and the curse about fitness is that it, you know, we, you learn like every few years, there's a new study that comes out and you're just like, right. Like, you know, like that's captain obvious, but like, of course, in the moment you're just, we get so caught up in the momentum, like that. It's like, if I'm sweating harder, if I'm like lifting longer, it's clearly working. Yeah. And I mean, trends do change, like you said. So way back then, cardio was the thing. Yeah. And so, you know, that's how we would get leaner. We would do more cardio where today I'm trying not to do cardio. I only do enough to keep my heart healthy and I lift heavier. You know, if I would have put these, put these principles in place back then, who knows what would have happened, but we did follow the trends and stayed up on research and, but it changes and we need to evolve with it. So if I were to compete today, I would do it totally different. Yeah. And even, you know, for your, your last show, you know, when, when I coached you, it was literally like, okay, you're, you already have the muscle. So it's like, how do we keep what you have? But when we get ready to peak you, how do we start to like manipulate so we can just maximize what you've already have? We eat pizza the Sunday night before the show. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's funny because it's like, I feel like most people, as you like start to do more and more shows you have to do crazy shit to get <laughs> the body so it, it is like you know the week of it's show, a lot I'm, of mental it's one sure, it's, too. it's very mental when you get to that when you've competed for like at least three or four years it's not the physique anymore it's like keeping yourself into oh, yeah. the game but it's oh, like, yeah. you know even the weird stuff like you know i remember like i like lived on like chinese food and burgers just to make sure i could like keep my muscle competition composition <laughs> and it's like people are like what and I'm like yeah it works and it's just like once you go you know I could give you a biochemist lesson but once you start thinking about biochemistry like you're like huh that that could work I mean I'm not going to do it every day I would love to but I'm not going to do it every day right right but and, for- you know we worked so hard back then with our training I, I look back and I think I was inflamed all the time from yeah. all these crazy hard workouts now I'm actually in competition shape pretty much year round. Not necessarily. I, if I wanted to compete, I would need a week maybe. Um, right. But it's because I'm not so inflamed all the time. I'm not beating my body to a pulp all the time. And, but when you're in the moment, it's hard to think that way. Yeah. Cause in your, in the moment you're like more, 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 more. And I think, yeah. you know, it's also like, you know, we were on like the for- forefront of diet culture before they even had a name to it. And it was like, you know, no pain, no gain. It was like hustle right. for the gains. It was all the, and we just yep. bought into that like work ethic. And so like yeah. n- now, you know, if I were to like coach anyone to get ready for a show, I'm like, no, you don't need to be in the gym for two hours. Like that's right. just, Let's figure out your schedule and let's see how we can maximize your time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely work smarter these days. (laughs) And one of the things I also like about you and, you know, I I use you as an example all the time for people is just like, we have seasons in our training and you have a son who, you know, he used to play two sports and then you're like, pick one. (laughs) (laughs) He actually, he actually made that choice just this year. He decided to just focus on one. I'm not complaining. (laughs) Right. But you were like, literally like running, you know, running here and there and everywhere with him with two sports. And so I always tell people, you know, her son wasn't just like, you know, a bench warmer. He was an elite athlete. So he was always going invited to a tournament or here and there. And I was like, she has to figure out what does my workout look like? when he's in season, because you're not sitting around, you're like, you got to take him to, to uh, practice, or there's a game or there's something or another that you're taking him to. And so like, how did you like say, okay, how do I adapt my training to, you know, because uh, baseball, what, when does he, when does baseball start for him? Um, It's pretty much year round, except right now, the months of like November and December, half of October, he that's his off season. So other than that, we're going nonstop. Um, but I, I mean, when he was younger and couldn't drive, (laughs) that was, I mean, I was always on the go. He would have a pitching lesson here and physical therapy or whatever it was and practice and school. And so I either had to get up and go to like a six o'clock class or, um, we have a home gym workout there. Or if he was going to be at a lesson, 
I would pop my AirPods in and go for a walk when I'm there just to maximize my time. Uh, because I, and luckily, um, I have a job like you where we can do it online. <laughs> right. And because that was another thing, like how does, and, and I have one kid. Okay. And I work from home. I don't know how people who yes. have to leave the house and go to work and have multiple kids do it. Now, luckily I can help my friends out. And went before our kids could drive, I would drive them around. Um, but I, I really don't know how people do it. <laughs> I, I, I always, I'm always in awe of people who have, you know, this like more than full-time job, they have multiple kids and their kids are in like a million different things. And I'm just like, God love you. I'm drinking just looking at your schedule. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. But as far as my workouts, I mean, I just had to get them in when I could. And so if if I was trying to get two hour workouts at that time, that was never happening. But when Nash was little, you know, I would have to utilize the, the daycare at the gym or take him with me to do whatever he spent so many days at, you know, Sunday sessions or, uh, routine practice with Aubrey or Sherry and I, and, um, I just had to fit it in when I could. And even now we travel so much for his baseball and, uh, we were just in Florida. I had a kettlebell with me, a TRX strap, a loop band and a yoga mat. Like I just I take it with me because I don't know when I'm actually going to get in a gym. Right. And I, I mean, it works. Right. And so like, you know, let's talk to old Andy and old mm-hmm. Andy would she have had anxiety, like, you know, saw that, you know, looked at, let's just say we're recording this in the month of October, looked at October schedule, saw all of the probably things that, you know, if this was a busy season for you, so all the places you were going or all the games that were on there and, you know, or practices and you would be like, shit, like you would have freaked out. Yeah. I mean, it, things have, you know, gotten busier. I feel like Nash has gotten older. So the old Andy, I didn't have as many things, but, um, yeah, I, there was always stress trying to figure out it was more so the eating. Yeah. How was I going to stick to my healthy eating and run all over the place? Um, I ate a lot of protein bars and drank a lot of protein shakes back in the day. And I don't do that so much anymore. I try and eat more uh, fork and knife meals, but I lived on convenience foods back then for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and, you know, the people, people listening to this, you know, I know I had freak outs when like my perfect schedule, like got dis, just <laughs> in disarray, I would freak out. And yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I think to myself of like Googling for like gyms and like, you know, taking a cap, like 20 minutes to go to a freaking gym and <laughs> yeah, to go work oh, out. I, I'm just, I'm thankful that like, when I do travel, I can hit up an orange theory wherever I go or most hotels these days have a somewhat yeah. decent gym. Yeah, but. exactly. You you can, I always feel like, you know, with a set of dumbbells, you can figure something out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Something, it's sure. not gonna, and I, I think what most people have to get like kind of separate themselves from it's not going to be like what you have at home, but something's better than nothing, right? Yeah, for sure. For and sure, even you know, even if you can just crush like a 20 minute workout, you're like it's 20 minutes more of like the mental gymnastics you would play all day about yeah. like why you didn't do it and <laughs> what a horrible person you are because you didn't get it done. I've been fortunate too, um, with all these baseball trips, a lot of the other moms are like, did you bring your stuff? Are you going to work out? So I hold like little camp Wagner boot camps everywhere <laughs> we travel, which has been really fun. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, it's, I find it's nice when like other people are into fitness. Cause then you don't feel like the weird girl where you're like, the freak. yeah, yeah, where it's like, everyone's like, Oh, we're going to breakfast. And you're like, um, I was hoping to squeeze in a workout before the game started. <laughs> Right. And people don't look at you like, oh, I'll work out. (laughs) You're that girl. (laughs) Yeah. No, nobody, you know, some people make fun of me, but that rolls off my shoulder. It doesn't bother me, but I love when people join me. So, yeah. And I I think it's kind of like when they start to see that you're like regularly doing it, but you also live a regular life. Like you're no longer bringing your freaking cooler with you and praying for a fridge in the room. 
Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're like yeah, this- it's definitely evolved for sure. But like I said, I'm working smarter and uh, just with everything. Like I used to think, you know, it was so hard to go out to eat and eat yeah. healthy. It's not. You just need to know what to order. Yeah, wow. exactly. And then, but then there's also times when you like look at the menu and you see something and you're like, you know what? They don't make this in Indiana. So I'm going right. to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, every week I allow myself at least two meals of whatever I want. So yeah. That exactly. just it, mentally, it keeps me, it, I have something to look forward to. I love food. I freaking love food. Um, you know that we've gone out to eat yeah. a million times. I love food. So I don't want to miss out on those yummy things that I can't always get. Right. So I work it in. I work it in. And it's funny because it's like, you know, we used to go pretty much the entire country we've gone to. But it's like, you know, our Vegas trips, like we were like, OK, we're going to go here and we're going to go to this restaurant because we like this particular thing. And it's olives. like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to olives and we're going to get this particular thing. And it's primarily because it's like we don't have one in our state. Right. Right. Well, I used to have one in Massachusetts, but we don't have it anymore, but we don't have one in my state anymore. So there's a certain dish that I like and I'm going to get it there. Bottom line, right. the end, no guilt, no shame. It's just like, it is what it is. So I, as we're talking, it's like so many people like I can't have. And as soon as you tell me I can't have something, it could be a damn apple. I want an <laughs> apple. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I was, um, I remember it was like one of my last shows and I was at Marshall's fine. God knows what. And this woman was eating an apple and I was like, I could take her. <laughs> I could take her right now. It was that apple. So I, right. Cause it's like, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you say no, it's when you see everyone having whatever it is you can't yeah. have. And yeah. you are just like, it's just ringing your doorbell being like, come on. Happy, happy. <laughs> but if you like, if you say to yourself, you know, or even once a day, like my cup of coffee with cream and sugar. Like some people are like, oh, you don't use nut milk? No, I like fucking half and half. Like it's my joy. Right. It right. is my one exactly. joy every single day. And it's and, not going to make you or break you. Right. I'm like, those 30 calories, I'm like, I can find another way to save 30 calories. Exactly. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm totally with you. So, you know, as you kind of like moved into this phase of life, it's like, is there one thing that you kind of say to yourself, like, this is the one thing that I'm always going to make sure that's in kind of like my, like, I like to call them like non-negotiables. Like here are like, you know, some of the things that I'm like, I know that like, it's just what I need to do one mentally, but just also just makes me feel like, you know what, I'm keeping the ball moving forward. Yeah. Well, so workouts, I have at least five a week. I, I take two days off. I think rest days are just as important as the workout days. Um, that was something that was really hard for me yeah. <laughs> to grasp back in the day, 25 years ago. You know, um, I just like anything else, we thought more is better. And the rest days for me are just as important. So mm-hmm. I take those, I enjoy them, I go for a walk. I I'm still active that day, but I'm not right. lifting weights or doing an organized workout. So right. That's that with my um, workouts. And in those five days, you know, I try and lift heavy weights, um, heavier than I ever did, which is weird. Um, And I do a little bit of cardio just to, like I said, for my heart health, or if I go to an Orange Theory class um, or Spenga, we have a place here called Spenga. It's 20 minutes of spin, 20 minutes of weights, 20 minutes of yoga. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, So I go there once a week week. Um, but other than that, I'm just lifting heavy and I would like to do more yoga. <laughs> I know I need more of that in my life too. I know all I get right now is when I go to that one class a week and I definitely need more for sure. Um, but with my nutrition, I mean, I make sure I get my protein every day. I'm getting protein with every meal. And then I'm having those two off plan meals every week. And it's never less than two. <laughs> once in a while it might be three. I mean, right. Um, it just gives me something to look forward to because I really do love to eat. Um, and third thing I, I will always advocate for myself when it comes to my health and like doctors, I had a a few years ago where I was seeing an endocrinologist and telling her how I felt and she just wouldn't listen. And I just kept pushing and moved to different doctors and saw a functional medicine specialist and really advocated for myself yes. and 
found some weird stuff that was going on that I would have had no idea if I hadn't done that. So I tell all my clients, you know, if there's something that feels off and you have a doctor telling you you're fine, bullshit, go talk to a new doctor because Uh you know your body better than anyone and you need to advocate for yourself. So I will never stop doing that. If something feels off and somebody tells me I'm, oh, it's, you're that age, things happen or whatever, you know, (laughs) so that's definitely a non-negotiable for me. I will always advocate for myself when it comes to that or my kids or my husband, anybody. Right. Um, And it's so, you know, you, you said a lot of things. So I want to unpack first the being your own advocate. I am just very like that happened to me. Like I was, you know, putting on weight and I was like, I can't be, I can't be doing what I'm doing and gaining weight. Like there's something off. Like the math is not working. And, you know, my doctor was like, Oh, Kim, you know, you're not 35 anymore. And I was like, you know, I was like, okay, if I get arrested today, I don't know if my husband's going <laughs> to bail me out. I'm like, he probably won't. And so I just, I just like smiled at her and I left and I, I went to go find my own answers and she was still, she's still my general practitioner, but I was like, you're just going to make sure that I'm alive. Like, that's the only thing I use yeah, for you. Right. And I, and I came back and I was like 25 pounds lighter and she goes, Oh, what'd you do? And I was like, I saw a functional doctor who helped me like organize other things that were going on with me. And she's like, yeah. Oh, like, it's like, there was a problem. Right. Right. They're just not willing to investigate or do the tests that they should do or even talk to you. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I was shocked the first t- time I went to a f- functional medicine doctor, how long she sat there and talked to me. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh, I it just blew my mind. And my point, like my first appointment was like 90 minutes. I was like, Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I was I was sitting here and I was like, I mean, and I walked into her and she's like, Ooh, she's like, You're fucked up. And I almost cried, not because she said that to me, but because I was like, she sees it. <laughs> yeah, she admits it. Right, right. So I just was like, I I was like, oh my God, she's my girl. Like she is. <laughs> She's my girl. And I'm like, I am like, she just brought so much to me. And I'm just grateful that I just was like, I need someone like you. And like you said, like, you're like, I know, like, I know my body so well. And I'm like, right. There's just something is just not lining up here. And they make you feel crazy. They do. They make you feel crazy. And I knew I wasn't crazy. I, (laughs) yeah, I knew I wasn't crazy. And, and it made like, me feel like a fraud in my profession because like you said, I was doing everything and I know what to do. <laughs> like, right. And, that, it's, and that, it's not like I'm saying I'm doing it and I'm not like, I'm really doing it. I really know what to do and it's still not working. <laughs> yeah. And so, it, so, so. It, it made me crazy. And so, you know, I remember when I, after I finally like, we started to figure out everything that was going on, you know, she, you know, at the time she, she was like, Kim, she's like, you have to tell other people about this because it's like, yeah, you, you're not the only woman. And I was like, well, I can't, for me, I was like, I need, I need to go through it myself in order for me to start to be able to like talk yeah. about it. But I'm like, yeah. I, I am a big fan of like, if your GP is not giving you what you need, find someone else, tell them yeah. like, you are not giving me what you need because sometimes they're just, they get into like the routine. Like they are like, I'm supposed to see you for X number of minutes. Right. And if I can't, most of those doctors have never had any training on nutrition or exercise or like, it just, it blows my mind. Like my doctor's advice was, why don't you try and eat 500 less calories a day? Yeah. I had that. If I do that, my body will shut down. Like, no, (laughs) Right, I did that. It was Kim, you know, you should stop eating sandwiches. She never even asked me when I fucking eat. I don't eat sandwiches. Like, (laughs) I was like, you, you never asked, you never said, right. What are you normally having? Like, that's like, in my head, I'm like, that's the first question you asked me. And if I came back to you and I told you I was eating like sandwiches and ho-hos and like muffins, Hey Kim, take away the muffins. Okay. But I'm like, I wasn't eating that way. So I'm like, yeah. oh. so it just, you know, and even if you love your GP, like I loved her because she's not the person who would write me a prescription. You know, I've heard people who like complain about certain things and they'll write you a prescription for Xanax. So they'll write you a prescription for whatever. My lady was like, when I was stressed out, she wrote me a prescription for yoga. 
that's awesome that is the only reason why i stuck with her because like she is not the right new prescription person that's why i stuck with her as a doctor because i don't need you to um, medicate me away like i need you right and it was her who told me i just i need to just chill the fuck out like (laughs) (laughs) that was a prescription for me and many of you you need that same prescription chill the fuck out like yes yes but the other thing you said was um that protein with every meal and I yes. think that, you know, we've taken that from fitness competitions, like protein was like, you know, like God, right? <laughs> you know, but I feel that still, I feel like I'm like, I'm like, God, I'm like, why am I still talking about this? I know, uh, you know, I am, um, I'm not crazy and fanatical, like I used to be with like, weighing and measuring it all. And, but right. I still have some type of protein in every meal. I, I mean, as we get older, we're losing bone mass, muscle mass, and I want to prolong it as long as possible. God, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, I'm 50, but I'm still trying to gain muscle. Like I would love to have a bigger butt. You so, have a great butt. You always have uh, a great it's butt. It's so flat though. I want it to be bigger. Um, I want my shoulders to be rounder, you know? So I'm still trying to bust the myth and gain muscle mass at 50. Yeah. So I'm I still agree. getting my protein. I know. I miss my competition shoulders. I do miss them. <laughs> you know, Mine I are can... actually bigger now than they were when I competed. Yeah. Um, but I'm still, it's a work in progress. Yeah. And it's it's funny because it's like, I yeah, I'm not the obsessive about my weighing and measuring as it used to be, but I'm always mindful of did I have protein in that meal? Or like, is yep. there a protein option that I can add to that? Yeah. Now, with that yep. said, and you know, you and I have had this back and forth conversation for decades. Um, vegan. Is it possible as a vegan? And, and this is totally unscripted. And you know, you and I don't have <laughs> the same, you know, person anymore. Um, <laughs> what do you think? You know, I'm, I'll tell you my opinion. And then you, that way you don't feel like you have to like. Yeah, okay. I, I have a good opinion too. Okay, go ahead. My opinion is you have to have a, a very certain body structure metabolism in order to pull off being a vegan and putting on muscle. That's, I, I feel like you have to have like your, your metabolism has to be. You're like a genetic boss. freak if you can do that. You're, and your metabolism has to be dead on balls going for, in yeah. order for you to be a vegan, lose weight and gain muscle. I, that's, that's my opinion because every vegan I've ever worked with is fluffy. Yes. So my thing that I talk when people would say, okay, I want to, you know, a nutrition plan. I'm a vegan. Um, why? Give yes. me your reason. Yep. Okay. If it's a valid reason, yes. I'll be like, mm. but if it's because that's on trend and I heard that vegans are really healthy and yeah. Uh, that's what I want to do. I heard that Jennifer Aniston, whoever is vegan and I want to do, I like the way she looks. And I want to do that. But then I'm like, no, I'm calling bullshit on that. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think that I, I see so many people who say they're vegan, who appear to be incredibly unhealthy. Yes. Um, so if you are somebody who's looking to like bodybuilding or whatever, you're going to have a really, really hard time building any kind of muscle mass on a vegan diet. Um, If, you know, you just want to be thin, I guess it would work. Um, But it's just so hard to get enough protein in your diet from plants. Yeah. Agreed. Now, actually, Aubrey taught me, told me this, um, our friend Aubrey work. uh, I do a lot of work with her and she was telling me about this study that looked at gorillas. Oh yeah. they're vegan and they only eat like leaves or whatever. I forget what, what food it was, but they're like 14% body fat. Yes. I've, I've heard but that. The same amount body. of that vegetable that you have to eat is so big. <laughs> I, I, it's so funny because it, that's what kind of, I can't remember who did the study, but I, I just recently heard that same study in the last month. And I was like, well, one, I was like, I didn't realize they were hundred percent vegan. And two, I was like, I also feel like it is their makeup. Like there's something in their makeup that they they're able to have that pound for pound muscle that we as humans just, I don't think we can do it. 
I know, I know they're genetically like two away from us, but I, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like, maybe as a man, I could do it. But as a woman, I think it's, we're hard yeah. pressed to do it. I mean, I remember back in the day when we would get new clients who wanted to do like figure yeah. and they're like, but I'm not going to eat any meat. <laughs> Good luck to you. Okay. Will you do like, we would bargain like, will you do eggs? Will you yes. do fish? Just trying to get something in there. So yeah, it, it's incredibly challenging if, if muscle, you know, gains are your goal. It's so hard. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and I, I agree with you as well. It's like, if you come to me with an ethical reason why I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to rustle you to the ground right. on that. You know, but right. if you, if you come to me and you say, because, you know, I hear it's healthier or here, here, here. And I'm like, for who? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's my comeback to you. Cause like, I, I feel like you, there has to be some, just some, a little meat, like it could be fish. It could be eggs dairy, something that gives you a little extra of those aminos that you're just not going to get from. A right. Plant. Yeah. And I mean, I know there's all kinds of uh, plant-based protein powders out there now, but I mean, you can't just live on protein powder. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I'd rather you say, I want to be plant-ish and that way, you know, yeah. we can, I like that. we can take away, you know, one meat-based meal and replace it with a protein powder or replace it with, you know, beans or anything like that. But it's yeah. like having three to four meals a day, I don't, is just a challenge to get you to, to get even 20 grams of protein out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so, with and with that, with that said, you know, for those people who are like, well, I have, um, impossible burger or the other freaking thing. Um, impossible burger and beyond burger. And for me, I was like, they've just pretty much cleaned up Morningstar. Like Morningstar was just right. complete, complete shit like in yeah. a package, you know, beyond burger, impossible burger, you know, from time to time, sure. Rock on with your bad self, but it's not a, it's, it's still a processed food. Um, right. it's not a whole, whole complete protein. I just, yeah. Like you said, it, if you're having other meals that have real protein meat in them and you have one with that, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But to just rely on that all the time, it's, you just can't get enough. Yeah. You just, you just can't get a protein. And um, one of the people that I follow regularly and she's a huge advocate on protein, um, Dr. G Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, huge advocate of protein. And she like research up the wazoo about, you know, the difference between animal and plant-based protein. So if you are someone who wants to just geek out, she's your girl to geek okay. out, geek out, um, actually geek out with, um, but I also like how you talked about the, um, the off-plan meal. I'd like to talk about the off-plan meal and it's a, the city, of, <laughs> the city of Cambridge is calling me, probably telling me that it's like street cleaning tomorrow. Oh, uh, <laughs> Up your um, car, Kim. <laughs> I, oh, I'm, I did that for 15 years. And so I'm grateful that I have a off street parking because I, nice. I don't miss shoveling out my fucking car after the plow comes by. Yes. I remember those days in college. Yeah. Ooh. I always got street cleaning tickets and then it would take me forever to plow my car out or shovel it out. Do a quick aside, but I think you guys will find this funny. Um, do you remember Heather Foley? She was like, yes, old, I do. oh yeah. So Heather Foley, shout out. She's freaking hysterical. You can follow her. Um, she's uh, Cotton Southie on Instagram. And she, the year we had a hundred inches of snow, she would take a picture every snowstorm. She's like, I'm not fucking digging it out. And like every <laughs> snowstorm, just, her car just got like covered and covered and covered and covered. And she's like, I am not digging it out. She didn't use her car from, I think we started getting snow like in January through like April. Oh my gosh. And like every snowstorm, she took a picture of her car and like how it just got buried and buried and buried. And then eventually mother nature started to like melt it back down. Okay. I remember, so I lived in Pittsburgh and we got a lot of snow in Pennsylvania, but I remember coming to Boston in January Yeah, and the piles of snow <laughs> were so big oh my gosh that's no joke I'm sure her car was completely buried right she lived in the she lived in the city like on a narrow street so like it's like the snow has no place to go but on your car oh my gosh and she just wonder that poor little car 
he took a picture and like it just like kept bearing it was hysterical because it's like everyone's <laughs> like when you live in the bus you're like yeah i get it like i don't want to fucking dig out my car either um <laughs> but the other thing you said that i really liked is that you are like in your week you have an off you have an off plan you have two off plan meals and let's just yes. be honest at this age we don't have those spontaneous things happen too often <laughs> no one's not as much not not as as, much they do happen and if you have that life rock on with your bad self but for the most part you know on thursday you're doing this on sunday you're doing that and we pretty much know the our days that we're going so we're like hey i'm going out for drinks with the girls on thursday like that's my day yep hey i'm you know uh chad and i are having date night that's my day and so that's where we figure it out. And so like when you have these off-plan meals, you just said it's a meal. It is not like lose your shit day. <laughs> right, right. It is an yeah. off-plan meal. I eat pretty much normal the rest of the day. I might take a couple snacks out, but I will still have my other clean meals. But whatever meal, if it's we're going out for breakfast, I enjoy my breakfast and then the rest of the day is clean. I might, it's usually Friday night and Sunday night are my usually my off-plan meals. Um, so the rest of the day is just normal, right? Just my, my normal day. Like I may not snack that day, but I still have my other meals, but I still do my workouts. I still, everything else is normal. It's just those meals. I have what I want. I try not to ever get that stuffed feeling. Yes. Um, and then I move on the meals over. I'm done with it. And I don't feel guilty ever. Never feel guilty about it. I enjoy every single bite and move on. Yeah. And, and, and I like that. Cause it's like, I feel like some people are, would say, okay, I know I'm going out for dinner on Sunday and I know I'm like, I'm just going to have so much food. So I'm just going to have breakfast or I'm just going to have lunch or, you know, like right. make these, or like, I'm not going to eat at all until yeah, I get there. Exactly. Yeah. Have, make these all like these big uh, uh, adjustments, adjustments to it. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, the question I have for you is, so if I am at an event, like, so, you know, you, you know, I'm sure they're like ad nauseum events for, you know, but baseball. So it's like banquets or just, you know, end of season or preseason get togethers or whatever. You know, how do you navigate those types of events? Do we do you add it to your off plan or you're just like, you know what, I'm going to go here and I might have a couple bites of this or whatever. Um, Yeah, it depends. I I try to really stick to my two a week. So if I know my week's coming up and we have the baseball banquet coming up and then dinner with friends, well, those are my two times. Okay. But say there's like four things in one week and I don't want to have four off plan meals. Right. Um, if I'm going to a restaurant, I'll try and keep it like protein and veggie, but I still order off the menu and have everything everybody else does. Or I'll have, you know, if say it comes with rice, I have just a little bit of rice. I don't need, I mean, right. you know, every restaurant gives you like four servings of rice. Right, exactly. Like rice. <laughs> I have my little serving. So it's not like I'm not going or I'm getting something weird. I'm right. still ordering, you know, what everybody else orders. I just eat a smaller portion or just eat the, a lot of places I will order uh, protein. And then if it comes with like a protein, a vegetable and a starch, I'll get double vegetables instead of the starch. Right. And that's not weird. And nobody even realizes that I do it. Right. Um, but, you know, or say it's something where I know it's going to be, there's not going to be any healthy options there. And I don't want to really use that as my off plan. Right. I'll leave before I go. Yeah. And just, so, it, I mean, I, it's all a case by case basis, but I don't miss any events. I never skip anything where right. I think when people back in the day we were competing, there were some things that we skipped out on because we didn't want to be around it. Yeah. I never skip out on anything anymore. And I mean, at the end of the day, if I have three off plan meals instead of two, it's not the end of the world. Right. You're like, you know what? No one's going to die. Right. Right. If I have that. No. And and I, and I like that because it's like now the, the, just like the healthier approach. So like, this is just life, you know, and I'm yeah. trying, trying to live it to my best ability. Yeah. The more healthy choices I can make as opposed to unhealthy, the better off I'm going to be. Right. So. Yeah, no, and I, I like that. And so, you know, the other, you know, the other thing is that you know we grew up with the five meals a day. Stoke your metabolism. If you don't have five meals a day, 
you're just yeah. gonna you're just gonna die. Now as you you know as you kind of reach you know Andy 2.0, you know, are you still having five meals a day or how many meals a day are you um, having? I do three or four, just depends on the day and how early I get up. Yeah, true. Um, but it's it's usually definitely three, some days four. Yeah. So, and not big meals. I mean, if it's a day where it's four, it's probably two big meals or two regular size meals and two snacks. Yeah. But it's not, I can't even, I mean, there were the days where I was eating six times a day. Yep. I just can't. Well, one thing that has changed working at home, sitting at a desk all day, I'm not as active. Even yeah. if I put an hour in at the gym every day, some days it might be four o'clock in the afternoon and I've gone to Orange Theory, but I'm sitting at my desk the rest of the day and I look at my watch. And I only have like 6,000 steps. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh man, I, I'm just not as active. I'm not burning as many calories. I don't need to eat as many calories. All right. Exactly. If I started, if I was still eating those six meals a day, I would be gaining weight. Exactly. So yeah, yeah my activity level is just not as high as it was when I was working in a gym um, or teaching or running around with a little kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think about like some of my moms, you know, they would show me that they had like 20, 30,000 steps in a day. And, <laughs> you know, and I even before COVID and I was teaching more regularly, I like, I didn't realize how much I moved because I just, it was yeah. just what I did. And then when COVID hit, I was like, wait, I only walked 5,000 steps today. Huh. I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, I mean, I'm like, that's still a lot to, from being in my house. But I was like, gosh, I'm like, that's like a fraction of what I used to do. Right. This happened to me last night. It was eight o'clock at night. And I looked and I only had 8,000 steps. And, you know, the 10,000 step thing is some people say it's a myth. It's whatever. I don't know. I like to do it. So yeah. I would, I'd like to get 15,000 a day. Some days I get less at eight o'clock last night. I only had 8,000. So I jumped up and I walked around my house until I hit 10,000 and Chad's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, it just makes me feel better about my day. So leave me alone. <laughs> right. And you're like, Chad, we're married 20 years. This isn't the craziest thing you've seen me do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, you should just like look up and just be like, eh, let's go on about your night. <laughs> oh man. Well, I do know where the 10,000 steps came from. Okay. Enlighten me. So for everybody, you know, sometimes I got to do research. I can't help myself. So back when they had the Tokyo Olympics, I think it was in the 60s, 60s or 70s, they had the Tokyo Olympics, and they were trying to get all the Japanese citizens excited about the games. So they came up with this 10,000 steps, like as a way to get everybody active. And it was just that they just arbitrary number, 10,000 steps. Picked a number, gave everyone pedometers, and they walked around and they said, can you hit 10,000 steps? So it was, there's no real, I think it's just, I don't know what it equates to in like meters, but I think it was just like a nice round number. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so like, I, I tell people, I'm like, it's just a nice round number. It's just, it shows you that you're active. Like, that's it. Like, so, what I say, if you could hit 10,000, you're, you're pretty active for the day. I think yeah. that's great. And I was like, I, and I would tell you like break it into increments. So it's like, if you're doing 3000, if you got another 2000 and then another 2000, 2000, 2000, you know, like don't go from like 3000 to 10,000. Like that's like a, that's like climbing Everest for a lot of <laughs> <Right. people. laughs> But if you can like add easily like 50, you know, 500 more steps. And I, when the Fitbit first came out um, uh, at my husband's cl- uh, company, their client. And so they bought everyone a Fitbit and they had this big challenge and it was like pouring rain and my husband didn't have 10,000 steps. I think he had like 8,000 literally puts on his raincoat, goes outside. And he's like, I'm going to like walk around the block until I hit 10,000 steps. And I was just like, interesting. I'm like, I'm crazy, but it was raining. I'm like, if it wasn't raining, <laughs> if it wasn't raining out, I wouldn't have thought it was weird, but I'm like, it was raining out, put on his raincoat, walked outside to get his 10,000 steps. And I was just like, Okay. <laughs> Their, their mission was accomplished. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, and you know, every, every spring, you know, I, I want to say like when they were startup, every spring, they always did like a spring challenge for like, as a company, like, and it was always something that anyone could do. So it wasn't like, we're going to run a marathon. It was like, yeah, we're going to do 10,000 steps. Um, I helped them a bunch of times, like come up with the challenge. So like one challenge, I made them do protein. We did a fiber challenge. So it was like easy things that like they could incorporate into the office so like they started bringing in more um for snacks they started bringing in like more like yogurt and cheese so that people could have like yeah. more protein in their diet but um but yeah it was it's just interesting like that if you give 
I like mini goals. Like, and so that's why I asked you about your like daily stuff. Well, it's like, what are the things I can do regularly that even though I might not see the change like tonight, it just makes me mentally feel like, you know what? I checked a box today that like yep. I did something for my health. Yep. My hardest one still to this day is getting enough water. I still struggle with water. I, it's fun. I, I, I purposely bought red so that I, I used to have a clear one and like clear <laughs> for me, it just used to kind of like blend into the background. So I purposely bought a color so that like it sticks, like my office it is purple. It stands out. It stands yeah. out in every, every place I put it, it stands out. But I'm going to take a sip right now. I, I do okay, but then like I'll realize at eight o'clock at night, I haven't had enough. And I'm like, well, I can't drink it now because I'm going to be right. up all night. <laughs> I know. it's I, And it's funny because I used to have these like markers in my day of like where to have water. And I would always, I used to always teach at noon and I'd always be like, by noon, I have to have two so that I could have my third one at noon. So that way I wasn't peeing all night. And <laughs> yeah. I don't like, I don't have those. So I've been trying to find my like benchmarks in my day to like say, how many glasses of water have you had today? Yes. So I, I struggle um, with that as well. But I got to find the Spanga. Like, this sounds fantastic. Oh my gosh. It's my favorite. I, they don't have, I mean, it's a franchise. It's yeah. like an orange theory or whatever, but there just aren't as many. Yeah, but it's it's my favorite. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I used to have this great yoga class, and um, they sold, and so like you know, over the last couple of years, they just got like instructors. So yeah, I do um some Peloton yoga. Do you like it? Uh, I do. Um, Dennis Morton, he uh is one of the spin instructors, but he also does yoga and. He's easy on the eyes too. So I mean, I, that, for me, I'm like, I have to do I, yoga. <laughs> there used to be this guy, Melanic, here in Boston, and he was he was just like the voice. Like he had this just like you could like put him on like um, you know, those kind of like white noise machines. Like he had like uh-huh. that kind oh, of yeah. like soothing, <laughs> calm voice. And I was just like, <laughs> and I, he just disappeared. Like he was teaching for like years and just huh. like disappeared I don't know if he went to Tibet to sit on a mountain or what (laughs) he is just no longer here so Andy you know if someone's like you know what Andy sounds pretty awesome because she is Um, where can people find you on the interwebs so I'm on Instagram it's Andy underscore best you crew um in Facebook uh, Andy Martin Wagner I have been working with Aubrey Warwick um you and I both worked with Aubrey forever um, her and I do online challenges. Uh, we just wrapped up a six week challenge. We'll have another three week one coming up. We have a holiday one coming up. Um, and those, those are so fun for us just cause we can, we reconnected. I mean, we've been working together through isogenics for several years, but this is the first about, we started working together about a year ago, doing stuff for anybody. You didn't yeah. have to order any products or anything. We just um, offered it to anyone. And we've been having so much fun with that. So uh, I will be doing some work coming up in 2023. I'm starting a YouTube channel um, with Chad is a big YouTube guy. Him and Nash, they don't even watch TV. They just watch YouTube stuff. Yeah. Uh, so he's helping me out with that. And I have a... Barn out back, I can see it from here, and I have what's called Camp Wagner. So a lot of the local ladies come and take my classes. We just have a ton of fun. So I'm kind of everywhere. I'm all spread out. <laughs> Good. I know the YouTube. It's it's funny because I just recently started doing more stuff on YouTube, and I I laugh because like I think I'm more of a visual person than a writing person because. If you follow me, you know, I got grandma problems. Um, <laughs> uh, we need proofreaders. I'm the same way. <laughs> I, I'm like, cause like my thoughts come out way faster yes, than exactly. I can type. I type faster than my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I read it, I clearly suck at reading. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but I mean, you get the point. Like, yes. Everybody, they understand what you're saying. Exactly. Well, okay. So. I grew up in a very, very tiny, small town in Pennsylvania. And I, when I graduated from high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. I just, I kind of went to college undecided. 
And looking back, I know exactly what I should have done. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I wish I would have majored in broadcast journalism because I want to be on the news, right? So, but where I grew up, it was such a small, tiny area that we didn't even have the news. No one was then. on the news. Like, no one was on the news. And nobody I knew was, I mean, now, like, Nash's best friend is on the news, or his parents. But um, he, where I grew up, like, the people that were on the news were, like, you were in a wife famous beater. celebrities somewhere right. in some <laughs> other city. Or you were in a wife beater, and you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I kind of, I feel like I missed my calling. And, I mean, I did a lot of hosting fitness shows. <laughs> right. And I did a lot of writing. I wrote, I had, for a year, I had an article in Strong Magazine. I've written several eBooks, tons of articles, but I never put it all together and was a news girl. So I feel like this YouTube channel is my, my comeback story. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. I, I look back and like, you know, hindsight being 2020, I remember one of my teachers, Mr. Somberg, he was like, you know, you should be an actress. He's like, because he goes, because I would come up with some elaborate reasons why I didn't do my homework. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, you should be an actress. And I was like, who was an actress? Like, you know, like in your high school, like, I'm, I'm not a theater geek. Like, no. Right. Drama I'm one, club. <laughs> the, I'm one of the cool kids. And so I was like, never th thought about that. And then the other teacher, Mr. Shibi, was like, you should be a lawyer. He's like, you just, he's like, I can just, you know, just drill it down. And Good ask negotiating you, like, skills. Negotiating, just asking you a million questions, things that you're just like, fuck, <laughs> telling me I'm a shit. So it's like, okay, so I'm like, can I take both of those and combine it into something? And I was like, yeah, podcast. I like asking questions. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. You were meant to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, you know, one of the, of course, like you, as you talk to people, they're like, you're already on um, the camera. Why don't you make it into a YouTube? I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. Good idea. <laughs> Good idea. And they're like, now you've, that you've done it, make something else with your YouTubes. <laughs> I was like, thanks for the oh. push up the hill. <laughs> yes, yes. I know there's so much out there that we should be doing that I just need a little nudge to get it going. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, I always tell people, I was like, we stood around with two inches of fabric on our ass. Like, what else can't we do? <laughs> Right. Exactly. I, most people are like, you are out there in your underwear, sometimes literally underwear with my costume. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm like, <laughs> most of the time, I'm like, I'm more clothed than most people are used to seeing me in. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, some of the things we wore, <laughs> those bikinis were teeny tiny. Well, nowadays I'm like, I'm seeing the girls who like, you know, I think this is like the fourth or fifth generation after what we started, like their bikinis are straight up thongs. They really are. They really are. Yeah. And it says in the rules, no thongs, but. And I was like, is there anyone with like a ruler that was like, your bikini must be like, you know, five inches across your ass. Like, because. Yes, there should be that. Like the, the shorts rule in school, your fingertips or whatever. It yeah. Is. But I was like, they don't every, follow that one either. <laughs> every, I think the last show we went to in Miami, we were like, is everyone wearing a thong? Yeah. Yeah. It was like totally. a bedazzled thong. Yeah. And I was sure. like, I'm like, yeah, I can't be in that game anymore. No. I. I think it would be fun to go back to Fitness America for like a reunion type thing. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not wearing, I'm not even getting on stage in a swimsuit or anything, but maybe to do like the opening number yeah, <laughs> in a full length tank top and <laughs> like capri pants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that's good for TV, but it would be fun. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, you know, because I mean, it, I think he's been like 25 years or something like that. It would be like over the years, like bringing back like your like, you know. Yeah, your, yeah. we your, need your... to talk to Lou about this. Yeah. I, I, I have ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then, you know, Lou, he'd be like, I'm just going to sit around and you're going to yell at you. You're going to do he it He would all. say, sure, you want to do it? You organize it. <laughs> you organize it. I'm just going to sit around. <laughs> and yell at you Love for it. not doing it the way I wanted it to be done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as many headaches as Lou gave us. I love him. <laughs> I know he was, he was, you know, gave us plenty of memories, that gentleman. <laughs> yes, All right, ladies. I, I have one question. I always ask everyone before I end the show, what is one thing that makes you feel magical? Well, I have some like 
things and people around me that make me feel magical. I have three dogs. They're all sleeping right now. (laughs) My son, when he gives me a hug, makes me feel magical. My husband, same thing. But I feel magical when my clients and the people that I'm working with have success and tell me that I made a difference in their life. Yeah. Oh, I just got some goosebumps. <laughs> and I, I, that, I, but that's one of the things that makes me feel magical. But I always, I love it when it's like something like random, like some random thing you said that you don't even remember saying. Yeah. They've just like yeah. held on to it and that's become their mantra. That is just like. Yeah. We have a lot more power than we ever realized uh, with the gift that we're able to give people and nothing makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I absolutely love I love that, and I don't have animals, but I do feel magical around other animals, other people's animals, because I don't have to take care of them. I yeah, you would them. like mine. I can just they're wind like them up. Them. I can wind them up and, <laughs> and send them send them yeah. up, send them back home. And I love how you said like when um, my son hugs me. Her son is like he's like six twenty now, like he's like seven feet tall. Like how. <laughs> He's like six, five ish, maybe a yeah. little taller one or two ten. He's this, a big dude. This kid came out of the womb. I think he was like four feet tall. <laughs> he, was he, was, like, he was so long. He was, he was 21 inches long, which for babies, that's pretty long. He's um, like, he was always like, you, you know, you see school pictures. It's like, everyone's like roughly <laughs> the same height. And then like Nash was like, like easily two <laughs> feet above everyone. I don't think anyone caught him until like high school. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's only about two or three kids uh, in the school that are as tall as him, uh, maybe a little bit taller. So, and it's like, I mean, it's like he's huge, but like athletic as it can be. Like that is just like the combination that like everyone like wants. Like he's not tall and like awkward. He's not a giraffe at all. Yeah. And he's the perfect storm because <laughs> he grew up with me having a gym in our house. So, right. like. From the day he was born, he saw us exercising. So yeah. it was just something that came really natural for him. Um, so, I mean, growing up, him being that tall, he was awkward. I mean, right. he would run like a baby giraffe. He was very awkward. But once he hit puberty and coordination started coming together, he skyrocketed because he already had that foundation. Yeah. So I'm taking some credit for that one. <laughs> no, and I, you know, I, I, I love like, um, when I remember when I would like do check-ins and I would think about like when people had their kids in the picture and I'm like, I'd love to see like, you know, parents, like this is how I'm taking care of my health so that kids, it's not something like, you know, we had to like come to it where right, like, right. they are just like, they grew up watching and seeing. Yeah, and it's like, not like I was planning it out saying, I'm going to make him this super athlete. Right. It was just a byproduct of me living a healthy lifestyle that right. happened. And then he happened to like sports and he happened to just roll into it a lot easier, maybe than right. other kids who weren't exposed to that on a daily basis. Right. So. And, you know, and maybe he fell in love with the piano, but like, you know, being healthy, it probably helps you be a better piano player too. Yeah. And I mean, I wish I could play the piano. I can't, but you're right. If I, if he would have grown up with me sitting there playing the piano every day, that would have come more natural to him as well. We yeah. are not very musical. Us Wagner's just, I don't know what no. happened. No. <laughs> There's I love this. music. I wish I could sing. That's the one thing I really wish I could do. In my head, I am like, you know, Whitney reincarnated, but I uh, am not. I know, me either. <laughs> so I need to stay away from karaoke bars if I've had more than a drink. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I went on vacation last year and the captain of our boat was like Mr. Karaoke. He, you close his eyes, you think you're listening to Shaggy. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. He like he was there for like like two to three hours, and there was like nobody there, so he was just like, "I'll do another <laughs> one and another one." Oh, I love those people. Yeah, I I just can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it either. Nobody wants me to do it. Believe me. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm like a cat drowning. Like no one needs that in their life. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, ladies, make sure you follow Andy. She's just like. Oh, so much fun. Like she shows her whole life, her family, all the things that she's doing. And if you are in Indianapolis, swing by her barn. I think I'm going to have to get on a plane. I'll grab Mel, get on her plane, yeah. and we'll come out to a Camp Wagner. For sure. I would love for you to come do that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get Melly at our house. She's like a fucking hermit. 
Yeah, I think you and Mel should take a road trip. Come out here. Um, we can have a Camp Wagner. We can do some shopping. There's a casino around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that casino is like filled with smoke and people pulling their social security check. It's not yes. a Vegas casino. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we just need to go to Vegas. I think that that yeah. solves it all. I think I might be able to get her on a plane to Vegas. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. This has and been awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.